I can't believe I have to do this show again. I can't believe I have to turn on this microphone and talk to all of you out there and I'm gonna start at the end of this story and I'm gonna start with what you all need to do right now. And we need to do it as a community because we have to send a message to these companies that we will not tolerate products that are defective. And I would give you this advice whether it was the car you bought or the bottle of wine you opened up. If you went into McDonald's, okay, and you ordered a hamburger, and your friend's hamburger tasted great, and your hamburger tasted like crap, would that burger joint stay in business? So how is it that we get more consistency at McDonald's than we do at Jersey Jack Pinball? And the time has come. I can't believe I have to do a show like this. I can't believe I have to once again tell all of you out there that right now, as of today, I would not buy a Jersey Jack game until this problem is fixed. And we're going to talk about how I am completely flabbergasted that we are here again. And I'm saying this because it's upsetting, because not only is this my dream theme, not only is this a company with incredible people over there, but I'm here to tell you right now, this is going to be a very candid episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast because it doesn't matter how many awards you win. It doesn't matter how amazingly exciting your launch video is. It doesn't matter how many assets Slash gave you. It doesn't matter that you spent 40 hours coding Live and Let Die and got Paul McCartney to give you the rights. It doesn't matter that Keith Johnson is doing all this hard work, that Dane gave this incredible art package, that all of this stuff is wrapped up into one of the greatest pinball masterpieces of all time. Because ultimately, it comes down to one simple thing. The pinball playfield is the foundation of the product that we love. It is the foundation of the product that we buy. If you do not figure out playfield quality, you will, you will collapse whatever thing you put on top of it, whatever masterpiece you create. All of the hard work, all of the energy, all of the excitement of the actual game will dissipate and be destroyed and be torpedoed if the foundation of the actual physical game itself is defective. If you build a house on a defective foundation, what happens to it? And I can't believe we're here again because the problem has been identified for years. Okay, this is an inexcusable thing right now because if you know what the problem is, and you've been having the same problem for years, and you're a company that doesn't even put out two games a year, you put out one game every 18 months, your entire organization bills itself as high-end premium pinball. You have everybody focused on making sure the next game is perfect. You're not making four to five games a year. You're not making vaults of stuff. You have one job, and that is to make sure each next release is an improvement upon the game before it. And if you have a major quality control issue, like play field issues that you saw on Pirates of the Caribbean, that you saw on Willy Wonka, and that you promised everybody when you first showed Guns N' Roses and those first 100 games had play field issues, you went 
and you told your customers that you fixed the problem. You told your distributors that you fixed the problem. You told the pinball media that you fixed the problem. And guess what we did? Because we are all good human beings and human beings are wired to be good. We trusted you. We trusted you when you told us that you solved the problem. We trusted you, Mirko, when you put your little quality control thing in the lower left corner of every play field that Jersey Jack and you had solved this problem. So why is it, why is it that this week and the weeks prior, I am seeing Guns N' Roses Collector's Edition owners share photos of their play fields falling apart? And I don't mean just a little bit of pooling. I mean, the entire artwork and clear coat is lifting up and wrinkling like Christmas paper on top of these play fields. And that's with posts that have the washers underneath them that they said was the solve for this problem. So because I'm seeing this, because I'm seeing this problem persist on play fields built as late as April 21st, you have not solved the problem. You did not stand up to your side of the agreement with customers. So that is why I am not buying a Jersey Jack pinball machine ever again until they fix this problem. If I had an order on a Guns N' Roses pinball machine right now, I would ask for a refund until this problem is fixed. Unless you want to roll the dice and play roulette with your money how can you feel good about unboxing a game? Because if you do unbox your game and there is an issue with it, you are not going to get a solution that will satisfy you. Now, you could be on the camp that's in this community that says, just open up your games, flip them, have fun. Don't worry about this. If you're one of those people, that's fine. That's not me and that's not most of you. And I don't think anyone out there should turn a blind eye to a defective quality control issue. This isn't cratering. This isn't dimpling. We all agree that playfield dimpling is inevitable. This is not that. This is defective. Okay, and you have to separate those two things. Not all playfield issues are the same. This is a defective thing. When the artwork in the clear coat is lifting off a game in less than 50 plays, 100 plays, it's pathetic. I could point at games from the 1990s, Adam's Families, Medieval Madnesses, all these Bally Williams games people own, and they can't find anything like this on the game. And you might be saying, well, they changed the process. They changed how they did the artwork. They changed. I don't care. I don't care what's changed. It's not my job and it's not your job to become experts on play fields and what to do with play fields or government regulations on water-based or oil-based. It doesn't matter. What matters is this. They hired a vendor to supply their play fields. That vendor is Mirko Playfields. They've messed up the play fields on three games in a row. It's Mirko's job to figure out what the solution is. He should be up at night trying new things, experimenting with new solutions to this issue. He should also be looking at the industry. And the industry has shown us that if you remove the artwork from the post areas, it will solve this problem. We saw it with Spooky. We saw it with Stern. Stern Pinball, the biggest pinball company in the world, had artwork underneath the post when they were making Jurassic Park and they were experiencing issues. And what did Stern Pinball do? Somebody walked over to the big red button on the manufacturing line and slammed their fist into it and they stopped production and they changed the artwork on the games and they fixed the problem. You know how much money it must have cost them to do that, but they did it.
Okay, they did it. They solved the problem and it was a nightmare for them. And they also did it in a company that has so much more scale than Jersey Jack, that makes so many more games than Jersey Jack, that has so much more to focus on than just one product. And they still did it. They still did it. And Spooky Pinball, this little company in Benton, Wisconsin, they figured it out. They're using Bader Playfields. Why is it that Jersey Jack Pinball, who has all this focus, didn't stop production? You have a billionaire backing your company. Your product has all this money supporting it from the back end. Why is it that you didn't halt production even after those first 100 games were all problematic? When GNR launched, those first products were disasters quality control wise. And we were told it was fixed and now we're seeing the problem on the collector's editions. And now the question becomes this, what do you do? What do you do? Now I wanna talk about this from two different points of view. What do you do if you're a customer of Jersey Jack Pinball? or someone who has an order in, and I'm gonna give you my opinion about what I would do, and what do you do if you're Jersey Jack Pinball? How do you dig yourself out of this hole? Because issues in crisis is something that I handled too with public relations, and this is a public relations issue now. This is a public relations issue, it's a disaster, it's not where they wanna be, and I'm gonna go right now and tell you what I would do. Now, I told you what I would do if I was a customer. I would not order a game right now. I would get a refund and I know you signed up and it's a no refund policy and that's hogwash. I would fight that and I would challenge that. I would call my credit card company and say, look, you know, I bought this game. They said no refund, but the games are having issues and I want my money back. I think all of you out there understand now why it's so important to use a distributor to buy these games because the distributor is the middleman between you and the company. And so I would call up my distributor and say, uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm not rolling the dice with this. I'm not spending 10.5 for this. I'm not spending 12.5 for this. I want my money back or you can give me credit on another title. Go buy a Mandalorian, go buy something else, go buy something you trust, buy Spooky Pinball's next game. Whatever it is, I'm telling my distributor, uh-uh, this sale is not going through and I want a refund because this is just where it's at. Like that's me, this is me personally because, and I know I'm a little bit charged around this, but I had so much faith and I took their word for it that they had solved the problem. And I would just feel like I have no trust left between me and Jersey Jack Pinball. I have no faith in Jersey Jack Pinball that they know what they're doing to solve this problem. I just wouldn't have any faith. And it doesn't mean I don't love their games. It doesn't mean I don't want their games. This is why the pain stings so badly. If this problem was happening on Thunderbirds and Black Knight sort of rage, nobody would care. This is the nicest pinball machine we've seen in a decade. There's a reason why it won all these awards. This is why it's so much more annoying for all of you out there because this was your pinball masterpiece and it is a masterpiece and this is why it sucks. I have collector's edition owners who are showing me pictures and last night I was talking to one of them and just the, the frustration in his voice is Chris, I love this game and I can't believe that this is happening. He said, Chris, I saw the pictures on the internet and I said, this isn't happening to my game. He's like, I've barely played my game. I've been traveling for work and all this stuff and I looked down at my game and there it was. One of the posts had completely taken up the artwork and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was being like punched in the gut and I've got one of the bad ones. And it shouldn't be like there's good or bad batches either. Every game should be good. So if I'm a customer, I want a refund and I'm going to wait. It doesn't mean I don't like your products, but I'm not putting up with this and I don't trust you anymore.
If I'm Jersey Jack Pinball, what do you do? Well, you got to stop production. You got to stop production and fix this problem. You can't keep sending out games like this. You can't be playing Russian roulette with your company's reputation. So you got to hit that big button on the wall and say, stop, we need to evaluate this. Now you're in a really bad situation now because you knew there was a problem with Willy Wonka. You knew there was a problem with Willy Wonka. You knew there was a problem with Pirates of the Caribbean. You knew there was a problem with Mirko Playfields and you stuck with Mirko. And the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So your business decision to stick with Mirko was an insane one now. And I completely mean it when I say this. Your decision to stick with Mirko has put all of your hard work and all of the efforts of everybody at that company in jeopardy. A huge quality issue like this can torpedo a company. It can sink an operation. It can ruin you. It can absolutely ruin you. And how this was not priority number one boggles my mind. What were you doing, Jersey Jack Pinball? What were you doing those six to eight months when you moved from New Jersey to Chicago and you weren't even making anything? You could have tested your playfield quality. You could have tested all of these things for months. And these customers are experiencing these issues right out of the box. So Jersey Jack Pinball, what were you doing? Were you even quality testing these things? Clearly not. The first 100 games had problems. Then you said you fixed it. The collector's edition games have problems. Clearly not fixed. So what do you do if you're Jersey Jack now? So let's imagine we walk into the Jersey Jack boardroom today. You got Ken Cromwell, marketing guy. Love you, Ken. Love you guys. And I love these guys. And this is what sucks is I love all these guys. They're just, I just, I don't know what you do. You walk into the boardroom. There's Ken. There's Barry. You know, the guy who's getting all the tickets when everyone says they want a solution. You've got Pat Lawler. You got Eric Minier. Jersey Jack's on Skype because, you know, it's not his company anymore. You've got Leonard. You've got Brett. You've got everybody in this room who's a decision maker with Jersey Jack Pinball. You've got HR. You've got everybody there. And you say, what do we do? What do we do now that we have all of these customers who are opening up tickets? What do we do? Look at this damage. You've got Mirko. I mean, how do you not call Mirko up and be like, you're going to listen to this? What's the solution? The washers are not the solution. That's been their solution. Let's just mail them out washers and have them put them under these posts and that will be the solution. Nobody is going to accept that. So you can't do that. You can't do the cheap fix, which is the thing they've been trying to do. All right, well, can we mail people unpopulated play fields? Well, who's going to accept that? Because if the play fields are the issue, how is it a solution to have Miracle make you another one? That's not a solution. Well, we can't afford to give people fully populated play fields. That's not a solution. Something they've been doing behind the scenes, and this is part of what their problem is, is Barry and some of the customer service folks over at Jersey Jack Pinball have been telling some customers that they would buy their games back. It's not official. It's not in writing anywhere. They don't want to leave a paper trail of this, but they have been telling certain customers, if your game is bad, we will give you a refund. Of course, that refund will be at your original purchase price of $9,500, which means if you want to go buy your game back, you now owe them $10,500. We won't even talk about that part of it. They didn't do it though. That's the thing, is they didn't buy people's games back. They made a promise or an offer that they did not stand behind because clearly they realize that there are far more games that are problematic and they can't afford to refund people's games. 
Think about all the money associated with that, all the money going back out to customers, all the money for shipping, the headache for distributors to coordinate all of this. This is not a simple product. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. You have to get pinball right at the beginning. You have to put these games on location to test their quality for months. That's what they used to do in the Bally Williams days. If you don't get it right by the time you've made 500 or 1,000, you're screwed. You really are screwed. And the only thing that's going to happen, I'm telling you this, there's, there's no solution because the only real solution here for all of you listening to this is that they get rid of Mirko and they say, moving forward, we are going to make playfields with a new vendor and we have a new process. And then down the road, because you can't do it right now, I think down the road, they're going to have to do something where they mail everybody who's got a problematic playfield a new playfield made by a new playfield manufacturer or vendor that doesn't have this issue. And it's just like something to give you peace of mind. It's not a solve for the game you're playing, but at least you know if you ever want to swap the new playfield in, you can and you can bring your game to perfect condition. And that's something that everyone would want. The problem there is they've just made too many games now. I mean, you can't send 1,500 people replacement playfields. It's just, it would tank them. It would absolutely tank them and it would absolutely eat away at all the money they've made on this hit title. Guns N' Roses is so damn popular and they have so many orders for it that it's not like Pirates of the Caribbean where even though Pirates had issues, only a thousand people have Pirates of the Caribbean and this is much more widespread. So you took a problem and now like five times the amount of people are gonna have the headaches as opposed to just a smaller group of people. It becomes so much harder then to create resolution. So what do you do if you're Jersey Jack Pinball? What do you do? Do you finally come out and actually admit there's a problem? Do you finally ask the community for forgiveness? But I think they need, they need to find a new playfield vendor because Mirko, you're tanking this company. You're torpedoing all the hard work of the Jersey Jack pinball folks. Now, I don't know the dynamics. I don't know the behind the scenes. I'll tell you this. I tried to reach out to Mirko Playfields a few times and they, he won't respond. He won't answer any questions about the quality of his own product. I mean, let's talk about that for a second. How much faith do we have in a guy who's running a business who refuses to talk to you about his own product? Can we just stop there? Is that the kind of vendor you would sign a contract with and put your entire brand's reputation in that man's hands over in Germany? And I don't care how many videos he makes of him over-torquing posts into these games and showing how great his quality is. Because Mirko, what am I looking at right now, brother? Think about that. Mir I would love to just sit Mirko down and be like, okay, you showed us that video. You say you have this new quality thing in your play field indicator. Then what the hell is this, man? What is this? What, what, who's lying? Who's lying, man? You're lying about your quality if this is the problem. Now, is the problem they're over torquing stuff? I, I, I doubt it. It's affecting areas of the playfield all over the playfield. Here's the problem. The only solution Jersey Jack can do right now, I think, is ask for forgiveness, say they're going to remedy the situation moving forward. Maybe they give some of these buyers of these collector's editions some credit towards the next collector's edition as a way to say, like, we're sorry. They're not going to be able to do anything that's very tangible and physical for you because they will go out of business 
if they have to address all of the games with problems. And look, we don't want Jersey Jack to go out of business. They are bringing the most exciting pinball to the marketplace, but this is the problem. You can't bring the most exciting and the most full-featured games and then have a problem with the foundation of your product itself. And what sucks is this, is that they're not even making the play fields. This is why, like, even last night as, as I was thinking about this, is like, where should your anger lie? And my anger, I mean, I'm mad at Mirko. I'm very mad at Mirko because Mirko, all he's doing is painting wood and clearing it. And that is not as much hard work as the months and months and years of R&D being done by Keith Johnson and Eric and Slash and all of the hard work that actually goes into the pinball machine itself. You don't even want to notice clear coat. It just, it just should be there. It should work and it shouldn't lift and it shouldn't pull up the artwork. All of the hard work by everybody else is actually being erased by this one guy who can't figure out what he's supposed to be the expert on. Can you imagine in any other scenario in life in which, you know, you're building a car, let's say, and every single part of the car needs to work together to be a successful driving experience. And then the guy who's making the tires, which is like really what the game's running on, the, the tires just keep exploding. So as much fun as the car is, how would you own a car if every time you went like 500 miles, the tires exploded? And that's what's happening here. It's these damn playfields are exploding right in front of customers and, and, and there's no excuse. There's absolutely no excuse. So I'm here to tell you on this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast, on the day in which we're about to see The Mandalorian and about to see what Stern has put into this game, I'm here to tell you on the other side of the fence, your biggest fan of Guns N' Roses Pinball Machine is telling all of you out there to don't buy this game right now and to call up your distributors and tell them you want your money back until they fix this problem. Because I think the only way they're going to learn is if we stop buying these products. And here we are, we're still buying them. We saw this problem on Pirates. We saw it on Willy Wonka. And we all ran in and bought Guns N' Roses because we have stars in our eyes because the game was so amazing. But now we realize that this thing is going to be a headache for those of you out there who want to have a collectible game or a game in which you just want the game to be in good condition because it will hurt your resale value. It will hurt your peace of mind and it will hurt your enjoyment in this hobby. It just will. If you have a choice of a game that has no issues or playfield issues, which would you choose? If you're buying a collector's edition, and we know this, that collectors are more OCD and they want to keep their stuff in great condition. If you're an OCD collector, you have faith that Jersey Jack solved this problem and you're looking down at your collector's edition and it's falling apart. And the whole definition of things that are worth collecting, we take better care of collectibles. If you have a collectible toy, it's up on a shelf in an in a, in acrylic box. If you have a Michael Jordan rookie card and it's a collectible, what gives it its real value is the condition of the card. Imagine if someone was bending it up and creasing it and then saying, oh, you should still be happy because you still own a Michael Jordan rookie card. It's like, no. I want to own it, but I want to own it in great condition. And that's what's happening with these games. Everyone was so happy they got one of the 500. And now all of those owners are looking down at their games nervously, hoping they don't see an issue. And unfortunately, for a lot of them right now, they're starting to see issues. And here's the thing is that a lot of people won't share it. 
they won't share it. But my whole thing is this. If we're seeing this many problems on pin side, it's not just a select few. There is no way. This is a ticking time bomb that is going to hit so many more of these games, and I just would not go in on a game right now. And this is why Jersey Jack Pinball doesn't like me. This is why Jack Guanari won't talk to me anymore because I told people to stop buying Willy Wonka because of the play field issues. And they actually stopped production and apparently they fixed it, but they didn't because there's also a lot of Willy Wonka collector's editions out there with the same issues. The problem is Mirko, but Jersey Jack Pinball continues to work with Mirko. And so on this episode, I just want to sign off by saying this. You got to speak with your wallet. You got to stand up. You got to put on your big boy pants and be an adult. And if your game is having issues, do me a favor, share your problem with the community. Show your pictures to Pinside, to Facebook. Get the word out there that you too are having an issue. If you keep it quiet, if you bury what's going on with your game, you're hurting the rest of us. Because the more people that speak up, the more people that say something, the faster they're going to have to respond, the faster they're going to have to fix the issue. And the best way we can do this, I mean this, the best way we can respond to them is by not buying their games. And why should you trust a company that's had three times in a row to solve this problem? And they're listening to this right now. They're all listening to this. I know my friends over there at JJP listen to Canada's Pinball Podcast. And I'm still personally, I'm friends with all of them. But there's no point. There's no point in me asking them what they're doing because they'll never tell me there's a mistake. They won't be able to tell me what the solution is because they don't know. They don't know. This is why this podcast exists. I'm on your side. I'm not a shill for anybody. I wouldn't buy this game the way this condition is right now. It's still a better game than a lot of other games out there, but all of this has to work together. Pinball is an expensive product. You shouldn't have to sacrifice quality. If I were to summarize, I think the most annoying thing about the pinball hobby, it's, it's always been one big compromise. It's like the company that consistently makes the most games with the best themes has the worst stuff in them. Like Stern Pinball is lazy with mechanisms and magic and they've fallen back on artwork and LCD and but they're the most consistent makers of the greatest pinball themes ever and yet there's not as much magic under the glass. You've got to put up with that compromise. Jersey Jack Pinball, the company that is putting the most into their games, has quality control issues that they can't solve. Even if it's the same issue over and over again, they just keep running into the wall over and over again. I don't understand it. And they tell their customers to punch sand when they have an issue. And I think people are sick of it and they're over it. So you have that. You can't get good quality and a JJP machine. You've got to always have to figure out like, well, is it worth it to put up with those headaches to have that kind of experience? And then you got Spooky Pinball, who ultimately, ultimately, the one company that doesn't really make you compromise much is Spooky Pinball. I don't see any issues over there. I don't see people like complaining about stuff. And Spookies has had their issues with playfield quality. And now they're making the best playfields in the marketplace. So if you're over at Spooky Pinball, take a bow. So I'll tell you right now, whether it's Halloween or not, I think it might be. I might be wrong. I don't really care. Whatever their next game is, it doesn't matter. Everyone is going to buy that game confident that they're not going to have any issues with quality. And yeah, there might be some rattling in this and that, but they'll improve that stuff. And it's easier to fix those things than it is a playfield. But I, I tell you right now, when it comes to playfield confidence, 
The small little company in Benton, Wisconsin is showing Stern and Jersey Jack how it's done. Congratulations, Spooky. I love you guys, even though you probably hate me right now, but you're doing something right. And I just, maybe I'll buy your next game. We'll see what the theme is. But it's always a compromise. It's always a compromise and it shouldn't be at these prices. So that's it. That's it. Enjoy this podcast and speak with your wallets and put your big boy pants on and share with the rest of us what your experience is. If you think I'm going too far by telling people not to buy games right now, hit me up at canadapinball at gmail.com. If you're having issues with your game, share photos to me at canadapinball at gmail.com and I will share them on my Facebook page. I just told two to 3,000 people to stop buying products until a problem is solved. I don't know how anyone can have a problem with me saying that. And for all my other pinball media out there, I mean this. It's about time all of you stop ignoring this problem as well. You have a responsibility to the people in this community and in this hobby to not run away from this. I get that you want to get these people on your shows. I get that you're friends with people in the pinball community, but this is something that we should all rally behind, okay? Where are the other shows talking about this? Where is the other coverage about this? There's so few and far between. This should be front page news on This Week in Pinball. Like when this happens, Jersey Jack Pinball lies about fixing playfield quality issues as Guns N' Roses machines start to disintegrate. Where's that on This Week in Pinball? Where are all the podcasts talking about this? And I, and, and I don't mean to like really pick on you guys, but I'm picking on you guys because what is the point of doing a pinball podcast? We are here to talk about the topics that matter. It's just the same stuff over and over and over again. But what's happening over here is you have hundreds of pinball buyers that are frustrated right now and in pain, and we owe them, we owe them our channels as a place to highlight what they're going through to bring positive change to pinball. But you know, when people say, Canada, you're toxic, you're negative, I'm here trying to get positive change in the hobby. I'm here trying to stand up for you, and that is important. So I do encourage all of you other podcasters out there and pinball media, let's not let this go. Don't just be like, that's Canada off in the corner ranting and raving. This problem needs to be solved, and you should be telling all of your listeners as well, I wouldn't buy until they fix the problem. Simple, common sense. The problem is we've lost common sense in today's world. Everyone wants to just like pretend like everything is roses, but we need to hold on to our guns as customers and tell them, nope, we're not buying until you fix this problem. And to Mirko Playfields, I just want to say this to you, Mirko. You've been hiding for years. You haven't solved this problem. You refuse to talk to people about your own products. I do think you should be ashamed that you've done this year after year after year. This is your livelihood. This is your craft. This is your expertise. There is no excuse that you have no idea what you're doing. You should not be offering play fields to companies if you can't figure it out. And you, sir, do deserve the lion's share of the blame. All of those hardworking people over at Jersey Jack, all those people we saw in the video at the Twippy Awards, you know, all those people that are going into that company every day, Mirko, they rely on you to give them a quality product. Every time you mail them a defective play field, you are letting all of those people down. And your company over in Germany has the ability to tank and torpedo Jersey Jack Pinball. 
and you're doing it and you're succeeding at failing. And I think you need to say, I'm not mailing you another game until I figure it out. You know how much money Mirko is making? His bank account is through the roof because he's mailing us his defective products. And for all of us out there, we're left holding the bag. But no more. No more. This has been episode 582 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. I look forward to seeing uh, Mandalorian today. Look forward to seeing if Halloween is the next spooky title. I'm always going to be an advocate for all of you out there. I'm always going to be a thorn in the side to all the companies that are mailing us defective products. But I'm not going to stop. It's why I do this. It's why I'm here. Because without Canada, no one else does this. So don't forget that. Don't forget that. I always got your back. We're not going to buy these companies Double Talk and Jive. Later. Double Talk and Jive. Get the money, motherfucker, because I got no more patience. Double Talk and Jive.